Did you like this episode? I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, the end. I watched it. That's been this week's episode of the Mutant oh. <laughs> Wow, what a way to welcome me back from Disney World. You're like, I watched the episode. Welcome I liked back. it. Goodbye. Happy belated birthday, oh, yeah. Brian. It was that. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'll just sit there. And I, we, we have not intro the show, That's right. I was going to say sliding in here. <laughs> I did watch the episode last night. Yep. On two hours of sleep from the plane ride. And like it was the last thing I did at the end of the day. So my notes are just kind of funny. They're like making fun of the episode. <laughs> there's not a lot that actually actually happens in this episode. Like there's three plot beats. It's true. And they're all at the end. But mostly the first 15 minutes of this episode, it's Scott and Emma looking for Jean and Scott repeatedly screaming Jean's name. And then like Sinister is there briefly for some reason. And then like Mm -hmm. is gone. And like Warren is walking around being the Terminator. Also, yeah, he is the Terminator. (laughs) It's great. I actually thought it was a really fun episode, even though it's like, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Well, it introduces a lot. They're like, Oh, Oh. we have to find Jean. Also apocalypse is here. Also we're introducing (laughs) the entire hellfire club. That was crazy. And like they set up the foreshadowing of cable. Which I mentioned to you and you were like, why are they even introducing that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like they clearly thought they were going to get a second season of this I mean, show. I would Because watch there's it. no other explanation for why there's so many plot points being introduced why? here. Like, okay. It's the next, next week's episode is part one of the three part finale. And then it's over. I know. So like we are really almost done with Wolverine and the X-Men. It's been a little all over the place. And the Hellfire Club in this shows up. And I was, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It's like five new characters are in this episode. I was like, I'm like super excited to see the Hellfire Club. But I was like, they needed to be here earlier in the season. And it's like all of them. Like, I thought maybe they were going to just have Sebastian Shaw in no, this episode. No, it's like Celine. But no, it's, it's, it's all of they're them. All like, why? There. And it's, I mean, it's great, <laughs> but I really feel like they needed to be, like, in the universe before this point and not talking to Emma. So, like, the reveal of Emma being part of the Hellfire Club would have meant something. Mm-hmm. But to somebody that doesn't know the X-Men, it means nothing. They're just like... Wait, why is everybody passed out? And why is Emma going with these people? Who are these people? Yeah. And they don't even call it the Hellfire Club. They call it the Circle Club again. They call it the Inner Circle. Yeah. And that's it. It's fine. We're going to call it the Hellfire Club because it's fucking ridiculous to call it the Inner Circle. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only thing it is. Anyway, so that's this episode. Welcome to the Mutant Ages. I'm Ryan. <laughs> okay. I'm Maddie. Wait, we, I'm wait, guessing already I do already part? put in the theme song by this point, but if I didn't, here it goes. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the Wolverine and the X-Men still and we are so close to the end and I'm kind of excited even though I'm pretty sure that right after this 
what we should do is watch that Wolverine versus Hulk movie. We we should probably yeah, that's the plan. Put that in there before we're really really done. That is the plan. Okay. And then and then Todd will be back. Yeah, and then we'll have Todd back. I can't even remember what we're watching live action. Anymore. Uh, we're doing X Men Apocalypse, which I'm really excited about because Psylocke is in it, and even though she's cool, I can already hear Todd being so annoyed by that entire movie <laughs> that it's gonna be great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we also rewrote that movie and there's a video, an old video on our YouTube channel where you and I rewrote it and we're like, here's what should have happened. And I still stand by how we rewrote it. Yeah, that's on the Mutant Ages YouTube channel. Yeah. So anywho, this episode is called Shades of Grey and it is a recreation shot for shot of Rocky Horror Picture Show starring Mr. Sinister as Dr. Frankenfurter. Right. Well, okay, I know that you approached <laughs> I me. I don't actually like, think that. I don't actually think that. There was just no, a I couple moments. Same vibe, though. Yeah, yeah. I, there were a couple moments during the fight scene when I was like, mm, this is really Rocky Horror again. And I know we said that last time we were at Mr. Sinister's lab, and you know what? There's a reason. And it's because Mr. Sinister's lab is a lot like Dr. Frankenfurter's lab, okay? They're the same place. I know. That's all. I do I do appreciate that most people who also reference Mr. Sinister as Dr. Frankenfurter also use Scott and Jean as Brad and Janet. Like, that's not even in question. Yeah, that's not a question. It's more just a matter of whether you want, like, how you want to set up the casting for everybody else in the room. I mean, I've already casted it in my head. Like, Riff Raff and Magenta have to be Pietro and Wanda because they're brother and sister and they're weirdly incestual, right? But that doesn't really work for Mr. Sinister, though. Yeah. Like, it would It would if Magneto was Frankenfurter. Right. No, you're right. But I don't know who else it could be within reference. I Originally, I had been like, oh, like, it's Gambit and whoever else is involved with Mr. Sinister. I just knew at one point, Rocky to me was Warren. Mm -hmm. I was like, it has to be Warren because he's beautiful. I could see that being true. I mean, for this one, I said Rocky was Cable because I was, he's not even born yet, but I was like, clearly that's who Sinister's creating. I don't even know if they're creating Cable at the end. He just says they're trying to create the perfect mutant. Are they creating Nate Gray, maybe? I don't know. I I don't know because I don't know where the show was planning to go with it. I, I more was thinking Cable because I was like, well, Bishop exists and the future exists. So like where, I don't, it, eh. I don't I know. I think it Ryan. might have been Nate Gray. <laughs> Nate Gray would have fit that story beat. It's actually Rachel Summers. Okay, that would have been amazing if Rachel Summers appeared on any show. <laughs> I love her. So none of those characters are on this episode. We're getting distracted. No, the previously on the X-Men is literally just Scott running around screaming Jean's name after she exploded the X-Mansion. Like, that's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally Scott's like, I've been searching for Jean for the past 22 episodes. I know. And now we're going to find her. And now, finally, Jean's here. We do get a quick flashback to one of our favorite scenes ever, which is Emma turning to the X-Men and being like, who the fuck is Mr. Sinister? And Peace being like, oh. So anyways, we met on AOL Instant Messenger in like a weird group chat and it turned out that he's fucking nutso, but I did hook up with him a couple times first before figuring that out. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aurora is also like sitting there. She's like, also, he was obsessed with Jean Grey. Yeah. I don't remember her saying that in the original episode. Me either. I think that was there though. I think that was there because that episode was the episode where Scott was also looking for Jean. Remember? Because he was killing everybody. That was excessive force. She probably did. Yeah, I think and she we did. just like forgot about it because we wrote a bunch of our own lines for that episode. So who knows? Well, it's also funnier for Beast to be the one introducing Mr. Sinister because it's like a fun tie into the X-Men Evolution comic that we enjoyed reading. So like, I don't know. 
I, it, it makes sense for Beast to know who he is. Um, we also get a little flashback to Warren turning into Archangel instead of just Angel. Oh, I guess that is important here. Although yeah. everybody who knows him, uh, other than Sinister, still calls him Angel and Warren in this episode. Uh, so my notes are kind of confused there. But technically, he's Archangel now and doesn't like any of them anymore. Goodbye. Angel is dead. <laughs> it's Archangel now. Yeah. Um, he doesn't talk anymore, or at least doesn't talk in this episode, really. I don't I guess he is kind of being controlled by Mr. Sinister at I this don't point, know. but that was not made clear in the last time we saw him. I started to, I mean, at first it seems that way, but then over time I was like, I think Ryan might be right. And it's just like an adrenaline shot every time his little red diamond lights up because it doesn't really seem like he's doing anything else, you know? I don't, I don't know. I agree. I guess you could argue, like, why is he working for Sinister? But I feel like that's easily explained. Sinister gave him his wings back. Well, that back. was already explained. Yeah. So, and also, like, that's I enough. like the idea that he's just shooting him up with cocaine every time. And <laughs> Warren's like, yeah, let's go. We're going to fight everyone. And we're going to fuck. I'll bend over for you, Mr. Sinister. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it only lasts 30 minutes. And then Scott shoots him again and he passes out. And then, like, Mr. Sinister presses the button again. I mean, that is what this episode is. Yeah. Scott shoots Warren roughly 600 times. That part does get really boring because it's like every time he gets shot, Warren falls over. But only for, I like, know. 30 seconds. And then he stands back up again. And it's like, why are we doing this? Why? Well, also, like, Scott's eye beams are, I don't, again, we're back to me not understanding how oh, they work in this episode. I've never known. They also get into, like, multiple car crashes in this. And, like, I'm like, they somehow don't die. I know. The car that they're in flips over, like, 600 separate times. And they all nearly die. And it's like, what? Whoa. I mean. Okay, I understand how Emma doesn't die. Because she can go right. diamond at any moment. But Jean and Scott, I mean, I don't know. Especially because Jean doesn't have her memories and, like, can't use her powers during that section of the episode. Because she's, like, freaking out. So, it's kind of a miracle she yeah. survives. But it's Jane, so I guess it's always a miracle she survives, you know? Like, the phoenix is secretly right. protecting her this whole time. Oh, yeah. By the way, is the reason why Jean doesn't have her memories because she's actually the phoenix right now and she's not really Jean? No, she just has amnesia okay. because she exploded. And it's also the X-Men, and everyone has amnesia. Okay, I shouldn't have questioned it. I just thought maybe it was because she really, truly didn't know any of these people. Because I thought that would be kind of interesting, but... I guess they're not doing that. That would have been interesting, but like there's that moment later where Jean's back with the expansion and she says that, oh, this feels like home to me or whatever. And so mm -hmm. obviously it's Jean. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe they explain the memory loss later or maybe she's just forever going to be like, I don't know who I am. I, again, she only has amnesia because they needed to dumb down her powers because yeah. if she was on the show, like that's what the show would have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what it, the show should have been, if you ask me, but it's fine. Instead, we get a, this really quick speed run through Jean being the Phoenix, which is happening now at the end of season one. And that's fine if we were assuming that yeah. the show was going to continue, except it's not going to. So instead, it kind of feels rushed and too bad that it's happening now. But she is in the hospital she is. right now. She is. And there's a nurse trying to get her to remember her name by using name flashcards. Is this what they do, I, by the way? Because this seems insane. You know, you got to have somebody who's a healthcare professional or a nurse oh. write into us and let us know how they help people with amnesia. Yeah. Because, like, so she's literally like reading every name. And I'm like, there's so many more names than the names she's reading. Like, what if Jean had, like, some weird Gaelic name? I don't know. Like, she could have any name in the world. And But also, like, if you had amnesia, I don't think this would work. 
right? Uh, yeah, it's like, would it ever be familiar to you? But they're presenting it as though it is because as the nurse is getting closer and closer to saying the name Jean, like because she's reading the names in alphabetical order, Jean starts freaking out. It's almost like the Phoenix or something in her is like trying to prevent her from getting her memories back. This is part of why I was like, is the Phoenix controlling her or something? You know what I mean? Like, is it trying to like get her away from the like X-Men? Like, I, I don't know. I was really trying to make sense of this, but I, it's possible it just isn't ever going to be explained. So. I don't think it's going to be explained because I don't think we interface with the Phoenix itself enough on the show to find out. Well, in any case, as soon as the nurse almost gets to the name Jean, Jean screams, stop. And she's she's asking the nurse to stop prior to this. And the nurse is like, we just have to get through this. And is like sort of ignoring her. OK, wait, she was like, we're almost done. And she picks up another stack that's like the size of her head. <laughs> it's like a thousand cards because it's like, again, thousands of names. She's like, it'll just take a few more minutes. I'm going to read you this for at least three more hours. And Jean <laughs> freaks out. Yeah. And emits this huge psychic pulse. Not as huge as the one she's going to admit later in the episode, but huge enough to blow the nurse over and knock over all the cards. I mean, this is pretty sweet because this show did not hold back on Jean's powers in ways that the other two shows have. I mean, X-Men Evolution Jean was too young to be at that point, but like X-Men, the animated series, Jean did nothing. So this is the first time that Jean did anything at all because later she's going to like knock out the entire county, which is pretty sweet honestly it is pretty intense and scary that scene is very cool where like they show every single person passed out in like yeah i don't know a 20 block or 20 mile radius it's it's because it yeah, hits the x mansion it's like all of bayville and then the x mansion by the way this is the episode where they confirm we're not in new york city hold on a second it's longer than that because everyone in the x mansion gets knocked out but there's a later line where bobby's like who knew that she was in a hospital two hours away? I know. So it's like she's actually two hours away. You had misremembered it as being like a block away, which would be hilarious. But it, it, she's actually I two mean, hours I, away. With the way this show is designed, I would not have been surprised oh, not if at it all. was a block not away. Not at all. But so it, like, instead, they whatever. made it a little. Well, honestly, it's not more realistic that they couldn't find her. But whatever. It's it's ridiculous that they didn't check any hospitals. I mean, they do manage to drive back and forth between the X-Mansion and, and this hospital in like two minutes. But they do say it was like two hours away unless Bobby was joking and it's like it was two hours of walking yeah I don't think he was joking I think that was a serious line also in this version of things Cerebro can only find a mutant if they use their powers and so because Jean used her powers to knock this nurse over and by the way the nurse screams you're a mutant and runs out of the room oh yeah she's like you're a mutant you don't actually get health care and leave yeah you instead get to go to jail so she runs out of the room and calls the MRD and Jean looks really scared. And then we see on Cerebro, Emma happens to be looking for Jean at that moment, which good thing she was because that's the only way she finds her because Jean used her powers in that moment. And that's why. Yeah. And this time Emma gets to dramatically be like, Jean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we get the is intro. That the only way we can say Jean's name is like Jean. doing it with full dramatic falsehood. Like, Jean. Yeah, you have to breathe right in so you got enough air to do the breathy Gene. Okay. <laughs> you, you have to amp up, right? You'd be like, Gene! 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 Yeah, you need a lot of air in your lungs if you want to say the word Gene. I mean, in Gene's defense, she also screams Scott's name all the time. That's not really a defense, but she does do it. All I can think about is Marvel versus Capcom 3 when she dies and she goes, Scott! 
not I and know. Scott's not even in the gang, I know. which is really funny. Isn't he one of the like helper characters? No, they don't have helper characters in the third game. Oh. They got rid of those. Well, so then he's really not. And in the then game. we never had a good Marvel versus Capcom game ever since. So R.I.P. Anyways, so after the intro, we get the X Mansion. Scott is sleeping in bed naked. And I was here for it. Apparently he's sleeping through the entire day because he's so depressed that he's just sleeping constantly and not showering. I can relate to this. Um, So Emma's beating on his door, yelling Scott and Scott just like lifts up his pillow and is over his head and is like, go away. And she's like, I have to talk to you. And he's like, come back in the morning. And she's like, it is morning and just walks in, even though he's (laughs) naked, which I was kind of like, well, you know, she did find Jean. So at this point, she may as well walk in. Also, it's Emma. Yeah. Also, she it's Emma. So she's she like, whatever. He's probably naked, but that's fine. Um, so she walks in and Scott's like, what do you want? And Emma's like, it's Jean. I may have found her. And Scott sits up and is like, Jean! And freaks out. <laughs> and then like a second later, we see Scott in his full uniform walking down to the uh, van in the garage, which, by the way, they drive a van for this entire episode. I don't know why they picked a van. Well, I think as they were going to pick up Jean and they were like, all right, well, we don't know what kind of state she's in, so we'll put her in the in the back instead of the trunk. <laughs> yeah, they didn't drive a two-seater sports car. <laughs> so, so Emma's following him, and she's like, Scott, slow down. You know I've been mistaken before. And Scott's like, you're not. I saw it in your eyes. And she's like, shouldn't we at least talk to Logan about this? And Scott is like, no. <laughs> and then they get in the car and drive for a little bit. And Emma is, it's like silent for a bit. And Emma kind of breaks the silence by being like, you didn't give up on her, Scott, because like that's clearly what he's thinking um, because he feels so guilty. Yeah, plus she can read his mind. Yeah, although I f- like this scene because it's not actually clear whether she read his mind or she just guessed. I feel like it's pretty clear what he's feeling. You know, no, I agree. Because he's like, oh my God, I need to go to her instantly. I mean, it's clear what he's feeling because he's spent several episodes screaming around, screaming Jean's name and yelling at everybody for not looking for her. And everyone's like, it's been like two years, dude. We don't know what to do for you. Mm-hmm. And also he's like sleeping all day and being like, I can't talk to anyone or be an X-Man because of Jean. He's like, I don't even know what a shower is. And Logan's like, Jesus, I shower even more than he does, which says a lot. Yeah, you know? it does. It does. So Scott is like, what are you talking about? And like pretending like he doesn't even know what Emma's referring to. And she's like, you feel as if you betrayed her by wanting your memories of her removed. And Scott is like, I did betray her. And Emma's like, no, you didn't. You were listening to me. I just hated seeing you suffer. And then they sit in silence some more. I liked that. I liked their little exchange. I did too. I enjoyed that. But then meanwhile at the MRD, that nurse was like, oh, you're a mutant. You don't get health care. We're going to call the cops. So now the cops have evacuated the hospital and they've got like SWAT teams dropping down from the roof of that building. I know there's like helicopters flying in. It's like 300 shock troopers are like marching into the hospital. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jean didn't even know how to use her powers. Like, it's kind of insane that they're it like, is. oh, you're a mutant. And so Jean's running through like the Silent Hill hospital because mm-hmm. it's just all doors and nobody's there. By the way, Jean has taken a moment to change out of her hospital gown that she was wearing in the previous scene into her full outfit with her cute little green shirt and her jeans and her X-Men necklace that she probably doesn't know what the X means. I, I just was like, huh, I guess that's how they got her out of the hospital gown. I just didn't really explain it. Now she's wearing her adorable <laughs> outfit. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so she is hearing a voice on the loudspeaker saying the hospital has been evacuated and she like looks around outside her room and it's empty. And this is when we see like all the shock troopers outside and she runs around and she eventually finds a broom closet 
and is like hiding behind a cart of cleaning supplies. And then the nurse walks in and sees her and is like, oh, sweetie, what are you doing? And Jean like relaxes and thinks the nurse is on her side and is like, Marjorie, who are these people? What are they doing? Oh, her name was Marjorie? I thought it was Audrey. It doesn't matter. They say it this one time. That's true. And this it is a never comes never up again. again. But her name My, is Marjorie. And I'm sitting here being like, oh, it's what's Marjorie, the name? like quickly writing it down. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so Marjorie is like, don't worry, it'll all be over soon. And then like screams, she's in here. And then like a couple cops walk in with machine guns. It's fucking terrifying. The way it's written is actually pretty good. Where she's like, it's okay, it'll be all over soon. And then she turns to the camera and Vish is like, the bitch is in here. Yeah, it's, like, it's terrifying. And Jean starts saying no, like really quietly at first, and then suddenly explodes into flames and like emits this massive defensive shockwave. This is the big one. This is the one that goes yeah. two hours away or more. I mean, we really don't know how far this goes. Oh, no, we don't. And it honestly, at first I was like, did she just kill everyone? Because they just show all these bodies. I thought she incinerated everybody. I thought they were all like burned up. That's what I thought happened. Yeah, I I, like me writing. I was like, is everyone dead or just passed out? Because they show so many bodies. And I was like, okay, they they can't be dead. They wouldn't have Gene kill everyone. But there is that split second. That I think is intentional, where you're supposed to think for a moment, like, whoa, are they dead? And then you're like, wait, no, that can't be right. And it's it's okay. But, like, I do think that it's supposed to be that scary to suddenly see, like, a series of shots where it's just, like, you know, Bayville. Like, it finally kind of looks like a city with, like, people everywhere, except they're all lying on the ground, which is scary. It is true. Yeah, it it also hits Scott and Emma while Scott's driving his car. And this is the first car crash he gets into. Yeah. Like, he's swerved off the road and hit a tree. I mean, to be fair, Emma so has to... everybody else. I mean, it's not like they're the only ones. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's really... Well, it's funny. It's like, <laughs> the amount of times that Scott crashes... Well, Scott's not even trying to well, crash Listen, he car, gets it from time, his daddy, and it's Yeah, but okay. it's like everybody takes turn crashing the car. So this is the first time, and Emma wakes up. Emma's fine, presumably, actually. Presumably... She's, I don't think she actually passed out. I, think I don't she either. I think she was fine. Went into diamond form. Yeah. And then like just came out of it and was kind of like, well, what the hell happened? And then she wakes Scott And up. she's looking around and sees everybody else has passed out around her and that Scott has passed out. So she uses her powers right. to wake him up. And Scott is like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I'm not sure. There was a psychic wave of some sort. I barely guarded myself in time. So I'm guessing she like sensed it and was like hit mildly, but guarded herself maybe with being in diamond form we don't know we don't see how she did that and scott starts screaming it's gene it has to be which is like yeah okay thanks genius well duh (laughs) also mr sinister is watching a news report about Mm -hmm. gene and sinister is like standing there with arc light one of the many sexy boys one of his many little butt boys arc light looking beautiful in his lavender hair we love to see it do you think it's really funny that they were like no there's not enough men on sinister's <laughs> team so we're gonna actually make these female we're going characters to gender male. swap arc light it's very funny it's like it's so gay and queer I and know. i love every second of it and they also like take vertigo and they're like vertigo too feminine. We need to butch her up and also put her in like this I absurd mean, outfit that like no I'm here for no it. one would wear. 
least of all a straight woman, but no one would wear. Like, this is the Dr. Frankenfurter thing when you show up to his house and there's like those 20 <laughs> random people there and they're all wearing like the weirdest shit you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and you're like, all the women here are lesbians. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, it's all gay men. It's all lesbians. Like, everybody is so queer. turned up to 11 in terms of their makeup application, their behavior overall. Like, it's everything is a musical number. It is. It is. <laughs> and so Arclight's like, there was a television telepathic attack and Sinister asks where Arclight says it's upstate New York. Yes. And Sinister's like, well, I recognize this. That's clearly Jean Grey. Well, because Arclight is like, technically the MRD were sent there to find a telekinetic. Yeah. And Sinister is like, well, maybe the person they were apprehending had telepathy and telekinesis. And Arclight is just like, that's incredibly rare. And Sinister's like, yes, but it does bring one name to mind, which, oh my God, he has such a sexy voice. Like I every time love he talks- him on the- show he's like full vocal fry like sexy man voice anyway i i think this might be my favorite of the sinister voices it's although i gorgeous. really love ts's yeah sinister T.S. as well sinister is hilarious and it's a lot closer to the like mutant ages the comic book version that you do this version of sinister is like seven registers lower than i think anyone could do yeah because like sinister's like warren darling come <laughs> on out i've got something for you to do it also kind of sounds like they put a filter on it or something i don't i don't know it just always sounds so I don't, good i don't think he has a filter i think he's just talking in a deep voice yeah i think you're right commercial break right well first sinister like claps his hand and he's like archangel my oh, little bitch yeah that's right and archangel standing in the corner like the fucking terminator waiting to be turned on like the robot that he is okay he is the terminator <laughs> know, in this though I, I didn't even think about that until you said it and i was like you know yes that works i thought about it repeatedly because he does the thing where he's like walking down a hallway really slowly and like the other person is like running and like trying to open doors and archangel's like duh <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say, you know what? Here, this is what we're doing for the commercial break this week. It's the Terminator movie, but it's Archangel. (laughs) Okay, great. I don't know who he's chasing, but you know. It's just still Linda Hamilton. It's like everything's exactly the same. (laughs) Like nothing changed. Warren shows up. He gets teleported to the the president and he's ass naked and he like gets up. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Okay, wait, that's actually really funny. I kind of love this. It is really funny. He's like kneeling in the little like teleportation thing, like totally naked, but has the wings still. But also they're metal wings because he's evil. Okay. And he's a cyborg. But this is like really funny though. And he's like, in the future, everyone's an archangel. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no one should have allowed archangels to be developed. Oh my god, but then they're too then, dangerous. Then in the sequel, that kid is gonna have like the one good archangel and he it's like Warren trying to smile, but he can't because he's too depressed. <laughs> he's just crying and smiling at the same time. <laughs> I mean that's kind of the vibe of Terminator like, too. Giving giving the thumbs up while sinking into the fire. <laughs> It's like really funny to imagine Warren doing any of the shit that happens in Terminator. It's really amazing. (laughs) Then if you go down the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger route, it's like, and then Warren gets to star in these other comedies and like jingle all the way. It's like Warren fighting with Bishop or whatever over a toy. Also, then Warren becomes the governor of California in an unexpected turn of events. (laughs) By the way, when we... (laughs) Wait, that I could actually see happening for real, though. In the comic books, like he is primed for that because he has money. You know, he's 
got mm-hmm. the social status. He has money from all the action movies he starred in. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, including Last Action Hero, where you get sucked into the movie with Warren. Okay, wait, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Archangel is really funny. Like it's it like, is. Also, that would never happen. They're not similar at no, all. No, but it's like, a really funny thing to ha- think of Warren talking in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. The Austrian accent that he has. Yeah, yes, be like, it's very I'm funny. not Warren anymore. I'm Archangel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, when we come back from commercial, we get to see a slow pan up Archangel's ass and we get to see his high heels. I just wanted to point Whew. out that he's wearing high heels. And well, yeah. we get to see his little ass walking down the hallway in a skin tight blue suit. That's what happens in the Mr. Sinister place is like whenever you're in his lab, he gives you high heels when you're like brought into the club. And he gives you a fucking skin tight Zentai suit and like you just walk down the hall. Those are the two things you get, Zentai suits and high And everybody's heels. like, slay, mama, slay. And Archangel's like voguing as he walks down the hall. I mean, pretty much. Pretty much. That's how this scene goes. So then we go back to Emma. She's on her little flip phone. Love all the flip phone representation on the show. This was like one year before ice phones. I like know. One year it's so it. nice to see everybody with a flip phone because I'm like, that's the phone I had in 2008. Anyway, Emma snaps her cell phone shut and she's like, I can't reach anyone. The Institute must have been caught in the same psychic wave. And so then we see kind of these cool shots of Scott and Emma driving through town where like every single car is stopped. Everybody on the street is knocked out. It's kind of neat. I like this. It's like a silent scene. So they get to the hospital and Scott runs in. And inside, Jean is running down the hallway, looking around at the bodies. And then there's like a horror movie shot where she like stops and sees Archangel at the end of a hallway, just fucking standing there. He turns and starts walking towards her really slowly. And she starts running. And then he like lifts up one of his wings in like a weird position. Throws a bunch of knives at the door that she's trying to open. (laughs) And then she like tries to use her telekinesis on him and it doesn't work. It's really funny because she's like, wait, I have powers, but I don't know how to use them. And she's like, I'll get you. And she just holds up her arms and he just keeps walking at her silently. And she's like, why isn't this working? Please leave me alone. I'm X-Men, the animated series, Jean Grey. What do I do? Yeah, she's freaking out. So do you think that her powers didn't work because she couldn't use them or because he's somehow blocking them? Because later oh, he's... I think she just doesn't remember how to use them because she has amnesia. Yeah. I, or at least whether or not it's like real amnesia or chosen amnesia like all of us did in high school. We took turns <laughs> leaving the room dramatically and they came back and be like, I lost all my memory in the other room and I, I don't remember who I am anywhere. Okay, legit... <laughs> Maddie didn't participate in this, but at least five of us did back in the day. And like, we dramatically would leave the room in high school. And they would come back and be like, demons have attacked me. And And I don't know who I am anymore. I suddenly need a lot of attention is really what it is. It's like, I'm so lonely and I'm so depressed. Really what it was was that everybody needed to come out of the club. (laughs) Listen, this is what it was like being a queer in 2000 was doing that shit. Yeah, because like neo-paganism was very popular, sweeping the nation and people who just wanted to feel okay about themselves were looking to that and who can blame them honestly anywho uh so jean is also like i don't have any memories anymore and so she's collapsing to the ground and then we see a red eye beam shooting through the door and it busting open and who should it be but brad (laughs) 
Scott. <laughs> Scott. And he sees Gene really quick and then turns back around to see Archangel and shoots him through the window. And this is the first of many times that Archangel gets shot and plummets to the ground and creates a oh crater in the ground. It's really funny. It is. But okay, this next moment is really funny because Scott runs over to Gene. He gives her a big hug. He's like, it's really you. It's really, really you. I've got you. And she's like, um, who are you? <laughs> she's just staring at him blankly for like 30 seconds. And Scott keeps going, Gene, 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 it's you. Gene, I'm so excited to see you. And she's just staring at him like, I don't, I don't know who you are. And then eventually she just says, you know who I am? And Scott is like, what? What? <laughs> and then Emma's standing in the background having followed Scott. And she's like, it would seem the puzzle is solved. She never contacted you because she doesn't remember you. And then Scott starts going, Gene, it's me, Scott. Which is like, why would you think that would work? Like, you already I, you said know, her name 60 times. Well, this is Scott Summers we're talking about. I know. You know, tactically makes some great decisions, but <laughs> socially... socially- <laughs> So and he's like, I need you to come with me. I know you're confused, but I need to take you home. And she actually seems kind of happy about that, which I thought was sweet, was that she was like, okay, like, I don't know who you are or who I am, but I do want to go home wherever that is. So that's kind of sweet. And then they go towards the door and Scott kind of talks to Emma quickly and is like, we can help her, right? And Emma's like, I'll do my best. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do this. But also, that is not what Emma's going to end up doing at the end of the episode, as we know. Right. So they get to the front of the hospital and they walk out and Jean gasps when she sees all the bodies everywhere outside. And she's like, what about all these people? And Emma just, there's this shot of her like delicately stepping with her high heel over one of the bodies and it's so great i know we get a lot of shots of high heels in this it's really good it's amazing she's just like they'll wake up on their own i suggest we not be here when they do and it's just like oh my god i love you emma like she's just like she's kind of got this yeah i mean old school bayonetta and so scott is like angel where is he and then like looks at the crater where he punched archangel into it and archangel's gone and Jean points at the sky and screams, there! And then <laughs> Warren shoots a billion blades at them. And Emma turns into Diamond and leaps in front of them to block the blades, which is pretty fucking badass. It was actually a pretty cool move. I liked that yeah, it's a lot, cool. actually. Um, and then Scott uses his eye beams to like kill 6,000 people who are passed out while he's like shooting at Angel. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> he's like shooting Angel and he destroys the entire hospital I in the know! process. I'm like, Scott... Why can't you a aim? And when you realize you're not aiming, close your eyes. Yeah, like, like you know. Again, I've never understood why Scott is bad at aiming because it's like, aren't you looking at him? Like, it's not like a gun where you're like shooting at where he used to be. It's like, isn't it just your eyes? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so weird that Warren can dodge this. It would have been much more plausible to me if Emma had turned diamond and then Warren just like flew into her fist or something. That would have been great. Yeah. But that isn't what happens. No, instead we have Scott like blasting the shit out of everything. I don't even know. And Emma's trying to telepathically take out Warren and she's like, his mind is shielded. I can't pierce it. So that was part of why I was like, is that why Gene's telekinesis didn't work on him? But who the fuck knows? I don't know if Sinister has that technology, but I think it's I think Sinister had invented it because Sinister just he probably put some gene grade DNA inside of Warren and that's why he's like dark angel now or maybe he just like gave him a magneto helmet on top of his little zentai suit so like now he can't be telepathically controlled because of that yeah i mean he is wearing like all blue right now can do whatever the hell he wants yeah oh absolutely and i think it's also very plausible by the way that he has continued to 
make modifications to Warren since the last time we saw Warren, which would explain why Warren seems even more inhuman in this episode than he did when we last saw him. Right. Because he's just been in the lab the whole time. Oh, yeah. So Scott screams, get in the van, and they all get in the van. Okay, but I like Scott's explanation. He's like, he's just like, <laughs> okay, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister, like, Gene's like, why is he chasing us? And Scott's like, listen, Sinister stuck his dick in Warren and turned into Archangel, and now Sinister's after you. And he's going to do the same thing to you. <laughs> That's the next scene. But first, Scott shoots Archangel with his bare eyes oh which like it, they it's sort so of imply much. that that's going to be more powerful and i'm i'm like it kind of isn't he still gets knocked out for not as long i i mean i don't understand how his powers work in this episode but they do drive through the cliff sides of bayville again i was like oh man we actually are back in bayville here we, we go. are we are in bayville and so emma's driving and scott and gene are in the back seat and this is where scott is like so we actually used to know that crazy guy <laughs> and he used to be our friend it's like why did you even bother to try to explain this to somebody who has amnesia like what is the purpose of that i mean i think in this situation it actually is helpful to be like listen he used to be our friend and your friend too and now he's evil and gene's like why is he dressed like that (laughs) and scott is like so he's with this guy sinister and gene is like is that really somebody's name (laughs) (laughs) i mean that was on par with emma's reaction she was like um what's that name you just said (laughs) yeah and scott also freaks gene out by being like so now sinister's after you and he's probably gonna turn you into a crazy metal blue thing so that'll be bad and gene is like freaking out and scott is like don't worry gene i won't let him get you i've got you baby except he doesn't got her because they absolutely do get kidnapped by sinister halfway through the episode so they do don't make promises you can't keep scott then we get like 60 more fight scenes. I don't know how many of these we want to go over, but I mean, <laughs> this is the first of multiple fight scenes with Archangel chasing the car. Right, because Warren levels the bridge that they are with it. He like yes. s- uses his wing like a razor blade, just cuts it in half and it knocks the it's car. It's like a huge cement bridge, by the way. Like it's like a highway bridge and he just like uses one wing to destroy yeah, it. Yeah, he's like cuts it with his wing. It's pretty cool. It and is. then the car that they're in rolls down a hill for like a long time while they're screaming and being thrown around the car. Yep. But then they are fine at the bottom. Yeah, like they're the fine. car's on its side and smoking. But and they're Scott, fine. like <laughs> blasts the door off dramatically and Warren shows up and it's like da 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 knocks him out no. again hold on first there's that moment where scott turns to the flipped over jeep and he's like oh hold on i've got this and he uses his eye beams to like <laughs> move the back jeep over. back up i was like what is his powers yeah what the fuck are his powers i would like to know his powers are i i always feel like it's like he has different levels of his visor where it's like he's got level one and it's just like a concussive blast and then like level two but what's which one's the one that like puts out fire <laughs> okay that one, one never made any fires. sense and which one's the one that cuts a cake i mean there's no explanation for which that. one's the one that unlocks doors i have so many questions about his powers anyway so after he does that he's like step on it and we got this amazing shot out of emma's heel yeah going pedal to the metal on the accelerator it yeah it's pretty so fun good i wanted that as a gift because it's just beautiful Mm -hmm. what a queen yeah she's perfect um we stand so then archangel's still flying after the car 
<laughs> so they go into a covered bridge. It's like, again, a concrete bridge, by the way. And then Angel's flying after them in, or Archangel, sorry. And he gets on the roof and starts like cutting a hole in it, which I don't know why this would take him any time at all, but he, because he can fucking destroy concrete. But for some reason, it's taking some time for him to cut this hole in the top of the car. I, and Scott shoots his eye beams up through the top of the van and Archangel leaps out of the way, meaning that Scott just destroys the ceiling of this concrete tunnel they're in. And by the way, I assumed they were in an underground tunnel and that water was going to start no, crashing, like, but it doesn't. It's like a mountain tunnel. Yeah. Although it's really funny because they go into the tunnel to avoid him. But it doesn't work. It's like, hello. Well, they get to the, he can just get fly to the other side you. and they all scream and Emma literally is like, obviously he was going to do that. I know. I actually loved that. I loved that. Um. So then... This is another moment where Emma like breaks and oh, oh, first what happens is Archangel throws blades at their two back tires. And so then Emma is like trying to drive, but she's driving on the rims. And then like this is another car crash where it rolls over a bunch of times and you see them screaming and being thrown around. And again, this time, this time the car is really good. Like it's over for the car because I I don't know how they survived the last two car crashes. Never mind this one. This is like insane because they're all passed out except for Emma, who we do learn is going to be in diamond form after this commercial break mm-hmm. but like it's tipped over and Warren walks over he hears Sinister's voice in his head and Sinister's voice is in like head. bring the boy as well which by the way it's fucking creepy to call a 27 year old man a boy but it's so sinister it's because Sinister's like bring the little boy child like he's mine <laughs> it's like oh bring the man to me <laughs> he'll be riding my lap later like a cowboy bring that <laughs> summer's boy know, he's sexy but we do see gasoline yeah we see gasoline pouring out of the tank and then emma's like sitting there watching as archangel grabs scott and emma i interpreted this as like she could have gotten away but she just was like he's gonna keep chasing us if i don't let him take them <laughs> like she just kind of was like i'm just gonna let this happen or she was like we need back yeah exactly anyway so there's like a wire hanging from something with a spark in it because it's a tv show and it sets the gasoline on fire and the car explodes by the way the music in this whole scene is not as cool as we're making it it was like (laughs) i I, like i made a note i was like why did the music get so bad for this entire epic fight scene it's like it's really bad it's like there's like a whistle at one point just by itself being like i'm like i don't know who wrote any of this but like it would have been better if it had been literally anything else. And then we go into commercial break for X-Men fruit snacks. And each one is a different character with different tastes. Like Beast is blueberry mm. and Jean Grey is like... This probably happened, by the way. It didn't. But she could be like orange. Jean Grey would be like cherry red Jubilee or something. Jubilee would be lemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what other what other. Logan is like licorice or something. I don't know. <laughs> He'd be licorice. I don't know. It's like his is just for some reason tastes... Like whiskey, what's the, what was the god? It wasn't a fruit butter snack, rum. But you would, oh my <laughs> god, that know. is such an old taste that would be perfect for him. But I'm thinking of like those, those dum dum pops that had different flavors, and then like there was like the mystery one that nobody really liked because it was like some weird ass shit. That's Logan. that is Logan, unfortunately. Yeah, and also because he's a mystery, he doesn't remember anything, his brain's a bunch of question marks, just like the dum dum pop. Yeah, he doesn't know what he tastes like, he doesn't know who he is. Logan's like. I'm a dumb dumb. And I was like, no, never mind. Anyway. So we come back from commercial break and we're like, oh my God, the car exploded. Emma Frost must be dead. No, of course she's not dead. She was in diamond form. We get an extremely long series of shots where she's in diamond form standing in front of the car while it's on fire. And she like dramatically turns around and she's like, cool. Whatever. I'm here for it. I'm hot. And I'm taking my (laughs) 
fucking time. And then she like goes over to another car and it like has a fat guy in it. And she like makes a comment about that, which annoyed me. But then she steals his car and drives away and gets back to the expansion. Of all the fat comments that have been on this show, hers was the least insulting. But I was also like, why is this even here? Why was he fat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Like they no. like quickly toss this in here. Yeah. Anyway, but what you're, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you on that. Just continue. Um. So Archangel's carrying Gene and Scott, it, one in each arm slowly flying back to Sinister's compound. He enters through okay. the ceiling. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you notice that the tower for uh, Sinister's compound is just a penis? Because yeah, I Yeah, it's very that. phallic. It's very phallic. He has like a huge phallic tower, which I don't it's know like why. It's literally a giant penis and then the, the head of the penis removes and like tips over sideways so Warren <laughs> can fly it in and then it can... T- it, I'm not even kidding. Like it's it, like something... It looks like something that came out of like fucking South Park. I was like, what is this? I was like... I mean, I know what it is. It's Mr. Sinister's penis tower. What other way would you have Mr. Sinister? I know. This is what it is. It's a homoerotic penis tower. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and Sinister's just down there clapping, be like, hooray. Today is a momentous occasion. The two most powerful mutants are finally in my labs. Put them on the slab. <laughs> And he, his marauders are just standing in the background like, okay. This is when I agreed with you. When you were like, this is Rocky Horror because it's like yeah. Gene and Scott are kidnapped. And then also like there's only three other marauders here. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so there we go. There we it's go. Magenta, it's Magenta, Riff Raff, and Riff Raff. Yep, yep, yep. Warren can oh be Rocky, God. I guess. I think I said that Blockbuster was Meatloaf because that fit to me better than him being Riff Raff or something, you know? Because he's the big one, the big muscle guy. I mean, I feel like Arclight has to be Riff Raff in this commentary. I agree. Right? And then I had I had um, Vertigo as Magenta, I think. Or no, I think I had her as Columbia. Columbia. I think I had her as Columbia. And I think I had Archangel as Riff Raff so that Arclight could be Magenta. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know. I, don't I make mean, this that's work. pretty funny. What a, whatever. <laughs> you know what? It, who cares? It doesn't I, matter. Everything should be Rocky Horror. So Smash Cut to the X Mansion. I love. Okay, Emma doesn't even like take the time to walk over and open the gate. She just she busts, busts through it. with the car. I mean, I think because they can't open it because she's like everyone's passed out. Whatever. Doesn't she have a key card? Whatever. Probably, probably not. Because Logan's been like, I don't trust you. And also, she's in somebody else's car, so like she probably doesn't have a, whatever. Oh, that's right. Sensor that's there right. would be in I their car. I forgot that he stole a car. Yeah. And she finds Nightcrawler passed out. She like turns him on with her powers. Yes. And he bamfs her over to Logan and Forge who are passed out in the hangar. And then he bamfs her over to Cerebro. And she's like, find the others. We need everyone. And Nightcrawler's like, I'm pretty sure no one else is here, but I'll keep looking. No one else is there, by the way. I guess it's Forge who delivers this line, not Bobby. But I think Bobby says it again later. Yeah. Forge and Logan are walking into Cerebro and Forge is like, I can't believe it. All this time, Gene was just a two hour drive away. Which like, okay. Um, and Logan is like, Frost, you think we can find her if she's not using her powers? And Emma's like, it's Scott I'm looking for. I'll know him immediately because I'm fucking obsessed with him. Yeah. Also, like Scott is just opening his eyes repeatedly and blasting anything that he sees at all. Yeah, it's a lot easier to find Scott because he's always using his powers. I mean, that's true. Actually, you know who would be the easiest to find? Fucking Logan because he's healing all the time. That's true. And he's using his claws all the time. Like Logan is always being caught. This explains everything. Anyway, so Emma looks for Scott and Cerebro. Scott is now tied to Mr. Sinister's lab table. It's like really sexual. Him and Gene are both tied down to their little respective pallets. Well, Gene's passed out. And like Scott's just screaming Gene's name. And then I don't know what I thought this was hilarious. But the next shot is literally from the perspective of Scott's penis. I don't know... (laughs) 
why this was the cho- I mean I do know why this was the choice but it's like really funny it's like we just see like his legs and his feet like I think it's supposed to be his head but it's like way too low yeah. it just looks like we're seeing from the head of his shaft looking up at Mr. Sinister yep. that's this next shot and he walks in and he's like snapping his fingers like I have to admit like everyone else I did believe Jean had perished and then you came to see me so convinced she was still alive that I just had to resume my search. It was great. And Scott starts screaming, let us go 60 times, which obviously isn't going to work. Like, why would you even say that? Waste of time. Meanwhile, we're still in this shot of like cock vision. Sinister has like these tentacles with needles attached to I them. I know. And he's like, and he's like, and now I must suck the genetic material out of you. <laughs> With a blowjob. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, Mr. Sinister is so gay in this. It's incredible. And then Sinister does have this great comment where he's like, Xavier was pretty dumb for not understanding your powers at all. <laughs> anyway, your powers combined is the future to evolution. Yep. I kind of do like that Sinister's like, Xavier's an idiot. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's okay. like, Xavier didn't actually know what the fuck he was doing when he trained either one of you. Xavier did not give a shit about you, and neither do I, but at least I'll steal your powers. He also has this line where he's like, don't worry, acquiring genetic material is usually painless. He says that <laughs> while he's like, leaning sexually over the table of Scott and like petting his crotch. It was like this whole scene is wild. I'm not making this shit up. Okay, listen, Warren flew through a penis tower and then we got penis (laughs) vision and now Sinister is like stroking Scott talking about stealing his DNA. I was like, this show really brought it to the edge. I mean, he's also like... You two need to create a baby while I watch because that's what he wants their <laughs> DNA for is because he's like, your baby will be so powerful. And it's like, wh- why? What's going on? Like, see, even Scott's response is you're insane. Like, that's what he says. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And then and then he gets the genetic DNA and Mr. Sinister's like, all right. Kill them now, Warren. And he leaves. And Scott's like, Sinister! <laughs> Which is like also a waste of time. Like, why does he think Sinister's going to turn and around? And then it goes, dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Warren walks through. Yep. But luckily, don't ask me how this fucking works, but Logan claws <laughs> through the ceiling. And then the whole roof collapses. Don't know how. I don't know how either. I don't know how either. Because it's so stupid because like Kurt teleports Emma and Forge in. So if Logan had waited like two, two seconds, seconds, no, he, he couldn't wait two seconds. To he had to claw through the ceiling of the penis and land precisely in front of Warren and go back off my girlfriend and boyfriend, Bub. And like bear oh his claws. God. It's so much. And then Vertica's like annoyed and just immediately makes them all dizzy. So they're falling down for a while. It's kind of amazing how OP Vertigo is compared to all these other mutants. <laughs> She literally, all she has to do is walk in wearing her insane outfit and just be like, everybody's fucking dizzy now. You're all fucking dizzy. You can't do anything. And everybody, we see so many shots of everybody just standing there looking like they're about to vom. And it's just like so hilarious that everyone's like, oh, like suddenly every character is like falling to the ground. Like, oh God, I'm so dizzy. Um, And then we see Blockbuster, who's the big muscle guy. And for some reason, everyone's getting ready to rip Logan's really worried off. about like what he's going to do to Logan. We never actually see it because like he walks up to Logan and picks him up like he's about to punch him. And then Kurt, even though Kurt is like about to vomit from Vertigo's powers, manages to rescue his boyfriend. And it's really cute. He like bamps in. Yeah, he teleports in. Hold on. I can't even deal with this next part where Forge's <laughs> arm turns into like the 
Mega Man I Buster. Wrote Mega Man too. I wrote Mega Man. <laughs> I literally wrote Mega Man. So Forge has this arm cannon on where he's like charging it up for 20 minutes. And it's so funny. He's like, hold on, I'm just charging it up. And all the other X-Men are like fighting, and Forge is like, um, hold on, guys, still charging over here. And it's like completely useless. It's we're, like, so funny. Wait, where did this did he like attach this his arm? Because he's only missing like a leg, not an arm right like yeah i think he just built this because he was like i'm kind of useless in a fight or at least this version of me is so i better build an arm cannon that like doesn't work that well i I don't even know and he can't even take people's powers at the end he shoots one blast that's all he manages to do is shoot one do you blast. Know what? That'd, be, that'd be a good game is not him as Mega Man, but Rogue. So she can absorb their powers after defeating them. Mm-hmm. That would make sense to me. But like Forge in this matter is just like, I'll just copy them and create like the mechanical. Well, I guess that works. Maybe you can get a Forge Mega Man game. Anyway, so he like blasts Vertigo, but or no, he doesn't blast Vertigo. He blasts Scott Free. Well, yeah, after Cyclops whines, somebody cut me loose in this really obnoxious voice, which was very funny to me. And Forge goes, I got it. And he's like charging up his cannon to like fire it at Scott's <laughs> wrist cuff. And Scott is like, wait. Uh, can you not shoot me with that? But it's too late, and Forge has already shot the wrist cuff, and luckily it like works. Well, and then Scott like blasts off the other wrist cuff, and then Vertigo knocks everybody down again. Mm-hmm. And Emma then gets it to Vertigo, Vertigo's head and somehow reverses her powers on her. Don't know how. Yeah. Don't know how that works. Doesn't matter. And then Warren gets up and it's like da 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 He's shooting feathers at Scott, <laughs> but they all freeze in midair, and everybody looks around confused because yeah. Jean has suddenly turned into the, the Phoenix. Dark Phoenix again. Yes. And she's engulfed in fire. She's like. Fl- Floating in the air, like Christ pose, Phoenix style. Like, yeah, she's like using her telekinesis. This scary music is playing and she flings Archangel into a wall. Everyone's being flung around, but not as cool as in X-Men Evolution when Jean Grey beat the shit out of Mystique because that was pretty great. Yeah. Or like the crazy scene in the soccer field where she was like throwing javelins at everybody and Beast was like, uh, we need to make sure none of the other teachers see this. You know what? (laughs) I loved X-Men Evolution Jean because what not only did she have like a personality, but her powers are like the best displayed there out of any show or movie. I know. Truly. It was pretty Truly. great. This is the closest we're going to get, though. So we may as well treasure it. Well, I agree. So Scott runs over to Gene. He's like, Gene, it's okay. It's over. And then Gene in classic X Men at the animated series faints in his arms. Yeah, she's back to fainting again. Yeah, because if she uses her Phoenix powers for two seconds, she faints for like three days. I don't know why they have to nerf it so hard, but they do. Who knows? Emma checks on her, says that she's weak, but she's all right. And then Warren makes like a screaming noise and then flies away. (laughs) And Forge is like, I'm going to shoot him. And Logan's like, nah, I don't feel like following that shit up. And it's like, okay, Logan. (laughs) I thought that was really funny that Logan was just like, yeah, we're not going to bother shooting him. Let's just go. (laughs) why <laughs> because he doesn't want to kill warren because it's logan and he's like don't worry that's how all my exes feel about me so this isn't like a big concern and forge is like are you serious because like he's going to come back and try to kill us and logan is like eh, i'm not gonna die i know <laughs> like i'll fade fine. out okay the next th- there's three more scenes and i thought all three of them was going to be the end of the episode i know but, but none of them are so we fade into Sinister on his knees for Apocalypse. Yes, and I was like, saying I guess master, Apocalypse is here. Master. I know. I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. Apocalypse is here. What, I know he shows up at the very end of the season, and I kind of wish they had just done that. But now 
It's Apocalypse just sitting here getting a blowjob from Mr. Sinister. I don't know what's happening. And Mr. Sinister is like, you're going to be so excited, Master. I got you the right cum from the right mutants. And Apocalypse is like silently standing there like, keep going. I know. It's like, why? What, we're supposed to believe? Keep going. Sinister, who's like the dom of everybody in his regular life, is the secret sub for Apocalypse in this secret room nobody knows about. It's like, okay, I guess. Sure. I I don't know. We don't even know who the fuck Apocalypse is unless we're a fan of the comics. Sinister would be obsessed with fucking Apocalypse because Apocalypse is like the ultimate mutant to Sinister. Sinister's like trying to like... But then why is Sinister trying to make the ultimate mutant if he knows him already? Uh, Who fucking Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what, what is going on? And also... Listen, I think what's happening is that Apocalypse and Sinister wanted to have a baby together and they couldn't adopt because they're mutants so they decide to make a baby with like Jean Grey and, and Scott's Scott DNA. yeah because they also want the, the mutant to be perfect so they're like okay we want to adopt but we want to make sure it looks like us hold on I'm just going to point this out but truly they should have gotten the DNA from Jean Grey and Logan because it would have made more sense to have a baby that could heal itself but for some reason Sinister's always obsessed with the Summers because their powers are like stronger than his I, I listen I think Sinister just wants to fuck the Summers Look, I think that's I all know, it comes down to but that's like part of it for him is that he's like the Summers DNA has to be in there and I mean this is the first episode where they've even introduced that up till now Sinister hasn't even given a shit about the Summers brothers well no I think they've like made mention of it I here and there so. I don't really I, you know what you're probably right who cares anyway so <laughs> after all this I was like oh great the episode's over and then Me it did too! it's not then it fades out again <laughs> and then it fades into a news broadcast and they're like IDK what happened everyone passed out and I was like <laughs> They're like, the CDC looked into it and they don't know what happened. And I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> fade out. I was like, okay, that's it. Then. Nope. nope. Fade back in. Scott goes to check on Jean, who's like in the med lab. And she still doesn't remember anything, but she feels safe at the mansion. Yep. And Scott's like, Emma will help her. Meanwhile, everyone's outside waiting for Jean. Yeah, including and, Kitty and Bobby and Storm and Rogue. Like everyone is standing outside waiting for Jean. And then who cuts the line but fucking Logan? Logan just yeah. walks to the front of the line. He's like, time for me to see my fucking girlfriend. And then he like dramatically presses the button and everybody's like, okay, I guess Logan's going in. And then suddenly everyone passes out again. <laughs> and Logan's screaming and pops his claws. I, he just takes longer to pass out maybe because of his healing factor. I don't know why. I don't know. There's a nice bait and switch here though because then we pan over the passed out Scott and Jean seems really confused like she did it. Yes. But then she passes out. Yep. And then Emma walks over with, with the 16 entire people. <laughs> How did she get all of them in? I mean, I guess because everybody was passed out courtesy of Emma's powers. Also, she like was blocking them with her brain. Right, right, it, right, that right. is the only thing that checks out here. It's just really funny that she's like, okay, everybody come over to my place. Like, what, yeah, did, why did they Shaw's need everyone like, there? Like, she could have just kidnapped Jean herself, but she's like, everybody come I with me. Know. You're gonna want to come to this. It is everybody. <laughs> like, we got Harry Leland, we have Celine, we have Donald Peter. Yep. But like even the other show didn't have all these characters. And so they're standing there and Shaw's like, you did a good job, Emma. And she's like, we've waited a long time for this, Jean. And suddenly the entire Hello Fire Club has been introduced into this and they're downstairs all watching her sleep. Yep, all of them are watching her sleep. I think Jason Wingard is there. I don't know. It's four people, right? It's like Shaw, Frost, no, Pierce. No, Jason, Mastermind is not there. Oh, okay, okay. So it's just Celine then, I guess. Because it's like, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's five faces all staring over Jean. Watching her sleep. This is what we <laughs> do in the X-Men. At the end of this. And I was like, why do we have five people? 
people here. Like, for some reason, the number of characters was insane to me. I was just like, this is too many people. You can't introduce five new characters here. You can't do they, this. They needed to introduce the Hellfire Club way earlier oh. in the season and, and have Emma act like she didn't know who they were. Okay, also, Apocalypse much? Like, literally, we just saw a new antagonist who was just introduced this episode, and then they're like, hold on. We got more antagonists, and it's like we what have is going five on? more characters to quickly introduce. And I was like, I don't know why it's going <laughs> in this route. This show, I don't know. I really enjoyed the episode, but like, you're right, it's stupid as fuck. I don't know what's but going like, on. Also, like, there's no, it's like there's no rhyme or reason to the lead up where they're like, actually, Emma was kind of a villain all along. But like you don't know who the fuck these guys are. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's also like we barely know who Sinister is, and now he's there to be like, I want Gene's DNA, and like you might think maybe that's enough, but instead they're like, no, this other completely new set of people also want Gene, and it's like, well, why? Well, she hasn't even been here for the entire season, and now everybody suddenly wants her. It's like we just got her back. I don't, I don't know. know. It's so overwhelming to suddenly have all these characters here. This like show needed like a rewrite, is what it needed because it has a lot of great concepts in here, and their stronger episodes are very strong. But then it's like it's the, it's the overarching plot that doesn't work of the full season. That's the piece of it that is the issue because it's like individual episodes are fun. It like needed to slowly introduce all these things I instead know. of just like slamming them all in. I'm like, wait, what's happening? I can't even keep up with what like there's been so many plots at this point that we've literally gotten confused and forgotten like whether or not the citadel program is on or off at any given time i still don't really know i guess it's off now listen but the mrd is still in full effect because they're still trying to kill everybody in the next two episodes the sentinels are sent to genosha to kill everyone that's crazy that doesn't make any sense but all right maybe it's magneto maybe maybe magneto does it why would he do don't remember Oh, because he's trying to start the war again, maybe? I guess not, because wouldn't he want to stop that after hearing from his boyfriend? Because uh, Xavier showed up in the last episode. He's like, oh, yeah, this all checks out. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guess that was resolved in one second. And now that's over. Yeah, maybe the last three episodes are all about, I don't know, Apocalypse? I'm I'm, I'm genuinely curious. No, Apocalypse doesn't come back until the very, 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 very Let end. Let me look at the episode description for Foresight Part 1, because I'm curious now. Okay, so apparently this this episode is about Wolverine arresting Emma and putting her in a cell because that's like the only way to solve problems according to the X-Men is to arrest people and put them in cells. I mean, they did that with Rogue too, so yeah. Yeah. Checks out. But but wait, that's really funny because Kurt's okay with that jail. Kurt's always okay with that jail. Um, so Jean Grey's been kidnapped. Logan finds out it's Emma. So he kidnaps her back because I don't know. (laughs) And then we actually get some apocalyptic future stuff, apparently, where Professor X and Bishop are going to be in this episode for a second. I don't know how that's going to work. Okay, but I look forward to that. I'm sure we'll enjoy the last three episodes. But what about this episode, Maddie? Where do you land on it? Well, I... What's your X rating? I liked it, but having gone over it, I guess it's more of like a 3.5. Five. Well, I was going to give it a three out of five, yeah. so that checks out. I it's tough because I'm like I really like a lot of it. I like a I like Archangel being the Terminator. I thought that was really fun to watch, even though it was mostly just fight scenes. I enjoyed them largely. I even liked the car flipping over sixty times, even though it made no sense. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it. I liked Emma and Scott's thing. I even liked the reveal that Emma's in the inner circle. I loved everything Emma did. I like that. I just wish that was the only reveal because having Sinister in this episode 
I mean, really, it's just that I fucking love him. So in that sense, I recommend the episode as a five out of five. Sinister is hilarious. But like, I don't really know why he's there because the inner circle is going to be the main villain here. He's, he's got to make a baby with Apocalypse. But why, you know? Ryan? Why? <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be here. Because they want that baby. They want a baby. They want a baby, <laughs> and they want to be dads together, and they want to rule the world. And it's actually homophobic to be against that, so. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Well, that solves that. Okay. Well, I guess we're giving it a three out of five. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, you kind of covered it. It's like the excessive force episode that got a three out of five where I'm like, it's a three out of five, but also like it's a five out of five for Mr. Sinister. Like we enjoyed all of it. Yeah. It's fun to watch, but in terms of storytelling, it makes no it's sense. like no all sense. over the place. And so Doesn't need to that be makes there. it a little bit more challenging to watch, especially like with this show where they keep on introducing characters. I feel like that's, that is part of why I'm like this, doesn't make sense like we find gene then sinister captures gene but also like the inner circle captured gene and it's like, <laughs> okay but if gene was this important we needed to be doing this since the beginning of the show yeah if gene's this important maybe she should have been on the show because right now she just feels like a MacGuffin. like she's just an object to be traded around she's not even really a character which is frustrating to watch and again it is i don't have any problem with the production team on this because they've already aired out their grievances about the fact that they were like forced to write this show about logan of course and they've also already made x-men evolution which is like the really slow paced show that introduced every character carefully and really took its time and then got canceled so this show is them kind of responding to that life experience and being like we gotta speed it up we gotta introduce every character and every plot line from the x-men comics that we want to do because we don't have any time and it's like that's also bad guys (laughs) like you need to fucking stop like maybe cut it in the middle like somewhere between this show and x-men evolution would have hit the sweet spot you know yeah i agree i i just again i feel like there was a very different version of this show that was probably drafted up before they were like oh we can't use xavier scott or gene and it's like well that drastically changed it and also being told this show needs to be run by logan but thankfully this episode barely does has logan in it and which is sad for me to say i love logan logan's not really that great on this show because he's kind of being forced into a role that doesn't fit him and even he knows that and he's constantly pointing it out to people he's like i don't really know why i'm being forced to do this and xavier is like waving his hand like you're gonna be in a live action movie there's nothing we can do about it yeah i agree (laughs) and like i would much have rather watched storm lead this team or even scott like keep gene alive and have her be struggling with the phoenix the whole time keep scott the leader and then just have it be a continuation of X-Men Evolution with like now you can have the love triangle between Logan, Scott and Jean the whole time. Keep that. Listen, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a season five of X-Men Evolution in, in six years. Who knows? Let's get through X-Men 97 first. I know. I mean, they've sort of talked about having a second season of this show, which I don't know if that's going to happen. But I, I just I, I can't. I, I certainly would watch it. I mean, if it does, I'm here to watch it because Magic was supposed to be on. I think Rachel Summers was supposed to be on it, too, actually. Maybe that is who Apocalypse and Sinister were going to adopt. Maybe they were going to adopt Rachel Summers. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know how that was going to work because she comes <laughs> from an alternate universe altogether. But then again, they've already been sucked into the Mojoverse. There's nothing stopping Sinister from going to an alternate universe. It's Sinister. He's going to find a way to get there. That's true. He's just like, hey, Mojo, I need to borrow your universe popping nonsense. And Mojo's or, like, like, Spiral can show up and help him out. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's a good point. Spiral transfers. No, I think Mojo's just an alien. It's not another dimension. So that doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, I'm sticking with my theory that Mojo just lives underneath the sea. Under the sea. Like, as Ursula? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about who's gay? Because I actually do have some examples for this. The X-Men are a metaphor. 
there's like a lot of examples of this. This episode was pretty gay. Yeah. So like Sinister and Apocalypse is my big one because I don't know how else to interpret that final scene because I'm just like, wait, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, Sinister giving Apocalypse a bloy while talking about how they want to create a baby together yeah, is pretty gay. It is pretty fucking gay, actually. And then also like the fact that Archangel is wearing a sexy Zentai suit the whole time and like high heels. I don't know. That's gay to me. That's all very I gay mean, to ev- me. Listen, everything with Mr. Sinister and this was gay. That whole thing where he was sucking the DNA out of Scott while like stroking his body yeah. and he got like penis vision was like super homosexual guys it's really homoerotic that scott wakes up and talks to sinister but gene is asleep that entire time i mean i appreciate it i like how scott's the final girl in this situation yeah scott is the one who's like i'm so scared oh no the tentacles are coming towards me and sinister is like (laughs) it's like why are we watching this what's going on right now is this a porn i I would go ahead and say this is like not even a metaphor it's just straight up like this was some gay shit that mr sinister did yeah i mean again we have a lot of sexy high heels happening. We have Arclight with his lavender long hair. Uh, we have Vertigo with her lesbian butch cut. Yeah, and then we but just then have, we have Blockbuster, Blockbuster who's constantly trying to grab Wolverine's sexy little body. Like, that's happening the entire time. Blockbuster's dressed as, like, a leather daddy. Yes. That's all things that are happening here. And they're just all hanging out like this is normal, and it's pretty great. It is normal for them. This is normal for them. And, like, meanwhile, Emma is a gay icon. Every time she turns into Diamond and steps on somebody with her high right. heels there was like a lot of shots of emma's heels and there's this. a lot of high heels in this show just this particular episode is a, the high heel episode it's like okay i mean i do i do feel like a lot of animators i know are queer and i think that is probably true of a lot of them mm-hmm. but so who knows maybe it's just like a super queer animation team that took on emma frost for this and they're just like we're gonna channel some like bayonetta here mm-hmm. although i don't think bayonetta was out yet i think that came later i feel like it's more just that a lady in high heels or a guy in high heels archangel style is like just an iconic femme vision or sinister and sinister i mean it's like walking around in high heels that is queer iconography he's strutting around it's good stuff it's good stuff what else was there i mean i guess warren hurt saving logan was cute that i mean that is cute but like i don't know it's barely in the episode so much as like yeah. Logan plunging through the penis tower to save his boyfriend and girlfriend was cute. Um, I don't know why there was a penis <laughs> tower. Penis the tower. penis tower is gay. That happened. Yeah. I just, I will go ahead and say everything with Mr. Sinister is gay. Mr. Sinister is gay. Yeah. All right? He just Listen, is. He's a gender fluid queer man and it's fantastic. It is what it is. And you know what? So is Warren. So is Warren. At this point. Yeah. And so is every other person who's part of the Marauders. Who interacts with Mr. Sinister <laughs> and, and has so the DNA sucked out of them. All of the X-Men. So everybody gets to be gay this episode. Sure. It's a 10 out of 10 on gay stuff. 10 out of 10. Um, gay. So that's it. That's the episode. We've done it again. It sure is. Next week, we are not taking a week off. I know we've taken a lot of weeks off, but next week, we're not doing that. We're watching Foresight Part 1, and then we're going to do 2 and 3, and then Wolverine versus Hulk, and then we will have completed our Wolverine and the X-Men journey. I'm so excited to do our big recap of it. It's going to be fun. And at least Emma's going to stick around for the X-Men anime. So we're not done with Emma, which is great. Oh, we're definitely not done with Emma. And also, like, aren't the Cuckoos going to be on The Gifted? And aren't the Cuckoos going to be on this show, by the way? Yep. That's, they are. Okay. You know what I was thinking at the end of this ep? We need more <laughs> characters. We need yeah, me more too. characters. I'm so lonely. Where are all the characters? <laughs> yeah, there aren't enough characters on this show. Um, I don't think I'll do a spotlight on them, though. 
Like, I'll wait until we get to them on the gifted. To the gifted that makes yeah. more sense. It yeah. makes more sense to me, too. Mostly because I'm exhausted from doing a character spotlight on every fucking episode of this show because I keep on <laughs> introducing, keep introducing characters. characters. Uh, so, plugs. Mutantages.com. That's our <laughs> website. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, he's not here. That, that, that was just me. That was just me. <laughs> I, 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 was like, I scared you Ryan's all. I just geared up from Disney you. and he brought home somebody in his luggage and it was Pluggy. That would be fucking terrifying. Um, okay. I, can you imagine like Pluggy being in the luggage going through the TSA and they like check the luggage and he floats out. He's like, time to ram it inside of you guys. And then like. And you're like getting detained and you're like, I can't explain this. That's not mine. That's not mine. Like, I don't even know who this fucking thing is. It's Mr. Sinisters. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad Pluggy didn't go with you to Disney. That would have been really ruining your trip. No, I don't need I don't need Pluggy following me around at Disney World because honestly, that would have been really annoying. And I just don't need to be like enjoying myself and then Pluggy be like, you see that guy over there, that cute cast member? I want to go right in there. I'll be like, you know what? You need to leave. That's inappropriate for Disney World. Like, okay, when I'm at Disney, I have to like already watch my language as it is. Like I said shit a couple times and then it was like, sorry, I like forgot I can't say that here. <laughs> you're surrounded by children but pluggy doesn't even care about that sort of thing although i'm really proud of myself that that was the worst thing i said i said shit twice like that is pretty good yeah that is pretty good so mutantages.com is our website uh we have all kinds of ways you can contact us we've got our email address which is the mutantages at gmail.com we've got a link to our discord server that you can join and we've got a voicemail inbox which is at 1-508-319-1668 and We've got a P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And if you don't want to transcribe me saying all those numbers, you could just go to mutantages.com and find it on the right-hand side. And you can also find some links to our social media. We've got a Twitter, a Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram. We got them all. We're the Mutant Ages on every single one of them. And we're individually on all those platforms. I'm at Mitty Myers on every single one of those places. How about you? I'm Ryan Pagella on Twitter, Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. I'm also those names on both YouTube and Twitch. I'm everywhere, all over the place. You can actually see the full Disney adventure as I slowly upload it in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. So enjoy that. And I can finally go back to twitching now that my voice works again. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, YouTube for Mutant Ages where we post all sorts of fun things. Yeah, you can dig up our old X-Men Apocalypse rewrite. I definitely recommend that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, do that. Check that out. That came out the year that X-Men Apocalypse came out. Don't remember what year that was. <laughs> Don't really care. Uh, Let but there's me look stuff that up. There too. 2016. Anyway. 2016. We Oh, yeah, it was like right before I moved back to Massachusetts. Wow. Anyway, uh, there's other stuff on there like us playing through X-Men video games, us reading screenplays of the X-Men scripts. You can watch old movies that Maddie and I made about the X-Men or parodies of the X-Men and react to them. There's a lot of good stuff on there. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, you should check it out. And you should also check out our store. You can find a link to that in every episode and you can buy a t-shirt you can buy a tote bag you can get the mutant ages logo or you can get our fave bishop hopping out of the bushes telling everybody that time travel is real on those things or you could go to patreon give us a back give us a membership of uh whatever you want whatever you're capable of paying and you can get bonus episodes or downloads of our songs that that i write for all the episodes or other rewards depending on the tier our highest tier patreon rewards Get a shout out on the show. That's right. Um, I don't know who you want to pick. I guess Mr. Sinister. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with Mr. Sinister. Uh, 
Samuel B. Soren B. Zakas, thank you for joining me in my lab. Oh, what a momentous occasion. <laughs> I am going to be taking all of your DNA because the three of you together will create the perfect baby for me in Apocalypse to have together. <laughs> Anyway, Archangel, dispose of them, please. Oh, no, Archangel, don't. (laughs) Wolverine's bursting through the penis ceiling to save you guys. Don't worry. That's that's how it goes. Like, you know you're in the right place when you find the penis tower. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. And if you can't afford to support the show, we understand. But we do hope that you will leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use if it allows reviews spotify does as well for example and uh, give us a rating or just share the show with your friends on your personal social media it goes a long way it's how people find out about the show for heck's sake and uh yeah for heck's sake we thank I'm you i'm glad for that, that. You, you are now censoring yourself here at I this point i can't episode. say hell because you know wb kids well you just told did. me that you i just did it allowed. right now WB Kids. I don't know what this show aired on, <laughs> honestly. Nickelodeon. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it aired on Nicktoons. That's right. Anywho, um, that's it. We'll see y'all next week for Foresight, part one of three. Yeah, maybe by the end of the year, we'll be done with this show. We should Not be. Not our show, but Wolverine the X-Men. That's correct. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time. The Mutant.